Good morning, Cherry City Community Church. How you doing today? I got to stay in the light, huh? Stay in the light, huh? Okay, glad you joined us today. Um, you know, in our culture, we say things like, we're millennials, we're baby boomers. I don't even know what I am. What am I? I'm an ex-something. I don't know. You know, we're, uh, we're Democrats, we're Republicans. We, we're defined by our sexual orientation, right? What we eat, who we root for in sports. You're a Yankee fan, Red Sox fan, here we go, right? The Yankees are doing pretty good in spring training. I'm digging that, huh? All right, so, you know, I could just see it. it's going to be reversed now. You know, you guys got all that chunk of cash on paper, and here, come, here we come with the young bucks, and maybe we're going to kick the snot out of you. You don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I know there's a little optimism there, okay? So, you know, we were friends for one day on that super. We were friends, actually, we were friends for like three and a half hours when it comes to sports. <laughs> so our culture tells us that we are, you know, many things, and a lot of us, we kind of let that culture define who we are. We got to ask ourselves, is who culture says we are, is that who God says we are? Right, the danger of listening too much to culture, and we do that kind of subtly, but consistently, is we lose sight of who God says we are in Christ, of why he created us. And if we don't know who we are, then we don't know what to do, right? And how to do it and where to do it. So in this series, we are studying, going to jump into the Bible and look at these metaphors, these phrases that will help us rediscover what God has called us to be collectively together, that we would live out our life in real purpose, that we would be the church, a vibrant, healthy, life-changing organism. Yes, that's what the church was meant to be, to laugh, to love, to cry, to do life together. Huh? Now, in the coming weeks, we're going to go over statements like, we are, you saw it up there, we are the salt and the light of the world, we're clay in the potter's hands, we're fishers of men, we are sheep. You've been around church circles for a long time, some of these are familiar, if you're new, it's, you know, you're just hearing that, that's okay, we're going to look at it in, in different ways, you know. But this week, we're going to jump in with what I think is the foundation of it all, which is we are the body of Christ, huh? It's a precious term because it really summarizes all of this. We are the body of Christ. See, when we come to know Christ, when we begin to follow Christ, when we trust in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, this is what should happen. We become part of the body of Christ. I'm going to tell you, for some, that's never actually what takes place. For some, they live, they live this out in a very disconnected, disjointed way. Kind of, you know, as you, they might have buffet. I mean, people are around the faith 20, 30, 40 years, and they don't get this. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm an observant person. I learn by watching people. Christian, tell you, that's how I learn more than any other way. I like reading books, but I like to watch people. And I've seen this, this kind of phenomenon in the church, if you will. People spend so much time around the church and never are part of the body of Christ. And yet that's what this is all about. It's, it's the body of Christ. It's him. Living out in this earth to bring those to his Father in heaven. So, I want you to look at me at first. I want you to jump into First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twenty-seven. We're going to be in that twelfth chapter of First Corinthians today, and it says, "Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it." It's twenty-seven. You back it up in verse twelve. It says, "Just as a body, though one has many parts." But all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body. With a Jew and Gentile, huge difference there. 
slave or free, big difference, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many parts. So as a church, we're coming together, one body, different parts. The big idea is that the various parts are connected. They need to be connected. You need to be connected, right? What good is it if, you, if, if a hand is disconnected from the arm, if a foot is disconnected? What good are these body parts if they're disconnected, these essential body parts from the body? What good is it for you and for us if you're disconnected. When I went through a difficult time, and it was a really, I think I've shared this with before, where I just became kind of a disoriented and disappointed with the church as a whole. It was a very frustrating, because I was good with the church. They took me in when I was a, living on the streets when I was in my latter teenage years. I always had good feelings and good affection to the church. Even though I was living like haywire, totally apart from the church, polar opposite from what a Christian would be, I still thought good of the church, and I always thought of it as people, those quote-unquote Christians. And then I came back to faith, and man, everything I, everything I experienced was great stuff, and years after years, I'm probably about like, what, 13 years in now, and I hit this moment where I'm dissatisfied, I'm disappointed, I've got, I'm not in a good place with church, I don't want to go to church, church sucks, church sucks. And one morning, I never forget, you know, we're driving to church, and me and Christian, I pull into a parking lot, and I'm like, I can't do this. I'm, I'm just done. I, I'm not, I'm not going to go through the motions. I don't want to go there, you know? I don't like most of the people out in there. I can't stand what's going on. It does nothing for me anymore. I don't want to be there. And it's my birthday. Of course, my kids are probably hearing all this, right? Thank God Joy wasn't of age. Otherwise, she'd be bringing it up all the time. <coughs> With her version, by the way. By the way, Joy, it's her thinking, not us. You know, she says things, people think it's us. It's her. <laughs> Man. And as we're sitting there, all of a sudden, Diane and Lloyd come flying by. We were going to different churches at the time, and they decided to do a good thing for me. They were going to go to our church. So I'm like, Phew. so now we had to go to church that day. <laughs> even when they try to do something nice, they can't even do it right, right? <laughs> <coughs> So, you know, he was like, and when this began to come to an end, is when I'm sitting there with a man, and he's looking at me, and he's hearing me out. And, you know, I'm articulating it well, the issues of the church, why I don't like it, where it falls short. You know, I had read like four or five books, you know, on why the institutional church, as we know it, the church is not right. And he looks at me, and he says, uh, like we talked about last week, it's good to have the right people to turn to, huh? And he says, uh, hey, Dave, you, uh, you know, you, Chrissy, you're as good in anything, uh, your particular talents, gifts, and I said, I said, well, Chrissy's a really good singer. She's got a great presence. She's so, you know, doesn't bring attention to herself. And what about you? I said, no, I'm really, I don't have any skill. He goes, yeah, but, you know, you seem to be, you like connecting to people and helping people. You're generous. I said, oh, yeah, I'm buku generous. He said, your kids, you know, they're going to come up with some things. You think God's going to bless them? I said, I'm, I'm praying for it. I'm praying that God will bless my kids. And, you know, they'll have certain attributes and good things. He says, really? He says, you're going to take all that and you're not going to share it with, with God's people where they gather, you know, on Sunday morning. You're, you're just going to keep it to yourselves and maybe take it out, you know, the jar off the shelf here and there. But you're, you're not going to go and share it with these people. And the way he said it's so gentle but so profound. And... And what could I say to that? It just was so true. All my 
looking at it doctrinally and theologically and, and, philosoph and philosophically, all that just melted. Like, God, how he made you, what he's given you, you're not going to share it with these people in some way and contribute to what, you know, the whole picture here? You see, as a church, we're meant to be different. We're, we're different parts with different abilities that are made to come, to come together and be connected, you know? Someone once said, and it's, it's not a nice way he said it, he says, you know, the church, the church is like Noah's Ark. You know, it stinks, but it's still a best boat floating, right, in some way. <laughs> I like to think we stink a lot less than others, but we stink too sometimes, right? Listen, when we come together, you've got to just get this, not as a phrase, not as a slogan, not as like this disconnected metaphor. We are the church. God intended for that to mean so much. And listen, the church, and you've heard, I want you to get it this morning. It's crucial. The church, yes, it's not a building. You've heard that. It's not a place. It's not an event. It really is in its essence people living together, coming together, sharing life together, people with Jesus Christ at the center of their life. Huh? Helping one another, standing by each other. People that are becoming blessed and then sharing those blessings with others and together so that others would come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. This is the church. And when we look at it this way, it helps us. It's not, yes, in many ways it looks and resembles like an organization, but it's an organism, a living, breathing, active organism. Huh? And I think often we look at it as kind of like more in an institutional way, more in an organizational way, like that church, you know? I'm, even churches that, where I don't like the pastors, and there are churches I don't like the pastors, but I still pray and hope for the best, because that's the body of Christ. Yes. And when I fall out of that line, I'm quick to, man, I repent. Like, God, you're, no matter how much I don't like that man, or no matter how much I think, what you know what, that's your body. That's your body. Huh? And you've called those people together, those imperfect, inconsistent not that I'm imperfect and inconsistent, they're imperfect and inconsistent, and you've called them together. That's your body, right? We are the body of Christ. It's not a choir, it's not a class, it's, it's not a building. You are, your, so when you think of it that way, perhaps you look at the church now in more of a precious way, huh? More so powerful, so fragile, so living, and you approach it with, compassion and love and passion and desire, huh? Not as you would again, maybe, uh, you know, kind of a McDonald's or, 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 or an Uno's or, or and I'm not being sarcastic or, or this entity or, or that, like, okay, I can kind of pick and choose and I can do this and do that. Where, what are you doing, man? This is the church. This is the body of Christ. I got this. Now, I got it not from a teaching. I got it because I... I the people were so good to me that I just had such an affection for them. But I'm so glad that by God's grace that I got this. And I always approached the church in a good way. Even in the moments where we had a falling out, I backtracked. And I went and I said, man, that's the church. And these people in there, they're hurting. And even though I think I was right, I know I was right. Man, I was so right. You can't be any more right than I was. I was right up and down, left and right. I was just right. I wasn't even not much wrong. And people left. 
and with that God's mercy and the guiding of the Spirit and my wife's good counsel, I went back and I brought healing. It hit me like, oh my God. Not that I had done anything wrong to any particular person, but that I had injured the church. Oh, I had done what was best for me. I was right, huh? But I had injured the body. God have mercy on me. I'm crazy, but I'm not stupid. I went back and I sought forgiveness. I just wanted to heal. Now, nothing else mattered who was right and who was wrong. And I was right. I went to every person and brought healing and humility and kindness. I did. I spent six months doing this. When I was done, every person left came back. And I went back and I brought more men with me when I went back in. And it was love and healing. Because it hit me, this is the body of Christ, Dave. What are you doing? You call yourself a Christian. What? There's nothing that's worth it. There is nothing that is worth injuring the body of Christ. No disgruntledness, no offense, nothing at all. I thank God we don't have that, but God have mercy on the people and churches that do this and behave this way. We must be united, yes? And you must see the church as this precious living entity that God has planted on this earth that he would live through it. That's why he called it his body, not your body. He didn't call it our, we get these names, right? He called it his body. Uh, so you and I, you know, there was this uh, movie out, 2012. It's my, everything's my kids' movies now. But 2012 was called was, uh, The Avengers, right? My kids dig these movies, huh? I'm actually starting to like some of their music, especially that Guardian of the Galaxy one. It's got my favorite song in it. Right? So, so there's a story of a group of superheroes, individuals, and they come together to battle, of course, somebody that's going to take over the world, right? The only problem is that when they come together, they have a hard time of blending. They each got their own way of seeing things and going about things. Pretty much they kind of, they got their own agenda, you know? And they start backbiting and squabbling and undermining each other. And so as a result, on paper, it looked awesome, right? But it wasn't playing out well at all. We see that, right, even in sports. And see, their enemy, the enemy, he was counting on that. He was counting that they would come with their own agenda, their own thinking, that they would be individualistic, and they would not have unity. That was his greatest power against them, huh? to defeat them. Look, you and I, we are made unique. We are unique in how we're made. We are individuals, but we are made to be one church. We are made to be one body of Christ. The essential element for the church, what is most powerful in the church is unity. Don't you tell me anything else. Don't you come talking about this, wow, this manifestation, and oh, this, and this academic thing. Just, no, it's unity. It's, that is the most powerful thing in the church. It is unity. The Bible tells us that, huh? That it, it not coming to, now when I mean unity, I don't mean like coming together for a common purpose or, or teamwork or even coming together against a common enemy. I'm talking about the unity of the body of Christ that's created in Jesus Christ. You get that? That's what our unity is. It's in Christ. It says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 through 5, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not have all the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ. You and I, we are one in Christ. You just got to mean something, huh? 
We're one in Christ. How serious is that? George, how serious is that? You and I are one in Christ, man. Nick, we're one in Christ. Margie, you mean we're one in Christ. How great, how, how cool, how important is that? Look at one another and say we are one in Christ. What does it mean? What does it imply? Well, when you trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you've got confidence to live your life the way he teaches in the scripture, the way he's lived his life. You follow him. You're not just Christian label. You're a follower of Jesus, right? Then a union is established between you and Christ. And in such a way that everything that Jesus has is yours. He shares it all with you, yes? No, not, not his deity. That would be cool, right? You'd be omniscient, omnipotent. You know everything. You're everywhere. No, it doesn't work that way. But other than that, his deity, you have everything he has. Huh? Everything Jesus has is now shared with you. Listen, this is what the Bible says about that, to be in Christ. What is shared with us? We have forgiveness of sins in Christ. There is no condemnation in Christ. We are a new creation in Christ. We receive grace in Christ. Our redemption is in Christ. God supplies all our needs in Christ. We have every spiritual blessing of heaven in Christ. We cannot be separated from the love of God in Christ. And we have eternal life in Christ. So the Bible says we are one body but many parts, what it's saying is that this unity of all the members is created and brought about in Christ. That's what brings us together, in Christ. Huh. Therefore, we come, when we come into relationship with Jesus, we come into relationship with, with one another. You cannot have a full-fledged, all-out relationship with Jesus Christ and not be in Christ and have a relationship with one another. You cannot do this. This is not biblical. I'm not saying every week you're getting a buddy-buddy. We're different, outgoing and going. That's cool. But you cannot, you cannot say that I'm going to be a follower of Christ and be isolated and not be in Christ. In the, you cannot do this. And you know what? I'm not chastising you. I guess I am somewhat. I'm trying to exhort you to say, man, this, this is the way. This is the truth. This is the life. This is Jesus here in Christ. Look, when we are in Christ together. We experience all of what it means to be in Christ together. We experience Jesus together. We're forgiven together, redeemed together, created new together. Every need is met together. We're loved by God together, and God glorifies him through us together. So, Davey, what do you mean created new together? It happens different times. I could be sitting there with a woman, and I was like about a few weeks ago having lunch with an 80-something-year-old woman, and she's sharing with me like it was yesterday, the day she came to know Jesus as a Lord and Savior. And that moment, we're sharing that together, man, huh? I'm inspired by it. I'm, I'm realizing how paramount my salvation is, huh? As I see her eyes sparkle, and she kind of just lights up, and I'm like, praise God, huh? that I have my salvation, and we're sharing it together. And who knows that God, God and his sovereignty in that moment knew I needed that, right? We do this together. Turn to the person next to you and say, we share being in Christ. Yeah, say, we share being in Christ. You share that with one another. Look, Jesus prayed. In John 17, this is Jesus' prayer. He says, Father, my prayer is that you would make them one as we are one. 
He's talking about the apostles, but he, he told the apostles, go and teach them everything I've taught you. Jesus wanted us, he prayed for unity more than any. He wanted us to have unity, huh? Listen, while your relationship to Christ is personal, God never intended it to be private. You got that? Mm. The Bible says, in Christ we, though many form one body and each member belongs to all the other. In God's family, you are connected to every other believer till eternity. For eternity, we're going to be brought up together in eternity. Following Christ includes belonging, not just believing. You cannot connect it to the Bible. It says that we're put together, we're joined together, we're fitted together, we're held together, and we're going to be brought up together, yes? We're going to be brought up together. I won't make any nudie remarks. Last time I did that, people got upset, man, you know? <laughs> All right. Listen, together. Last year, 2016, we, we talked about unity. We pounded unity, and it helped us get through that. But now it is on us, huh? We are, we are walking into spiritual warfare, into a spiritual battle. How dare we look to disrupt the, the, the spiritual realms in this community, in this region, this region that's that's got so much promise and so much good and so much tr good tradition and, and generational good stuff, but right now is also just corrupted and hammered with, with, with substance abuse and depression and difficulty and fracturing of families. How dare we come in and look to make a difference, huh? How dare we would act as the body of Christ and come together to be united and make a difference? And I know this has been hard, this building, huh? But I got to tell you, it's going to be harder. There is no way Satan is going to stand by and watch us walk right into his playground and do bad. He's just not going to have it, you know. He doesn't like giving up his slide. He doesn't like giving up his seesaw. He is not going to have it, man. He's going to come against us, I assure you. huh? I believe it with all my heart because I see it. I feel it. Just like when we came in here, I told Chrissy, I said, this is it. I know, 28, I'm telling you, Chrissy, I feel it right here. I get, I get all that God has been showing and doing. This is it. And here we are, not even six years later, and look at what's gone on. And it just is of God, huh? I want us to be prepared. I want us to be ready. I don't want us to walk in there and get fragmented. I don't want us to be like a, a Normandy, you know? Huh? On May 7th, we will enter that building for the first time. On May 7th. Hmm? So that's the date. We will go in to our building on May 7th. I've chosen that because I want us to get stronger together. You know, we will have been here for Easter. We will celebrate our last Easter here together huh, in a wonderful way with celebration and anticipation. The next day, next week, we will just in a reasonable way say goodbye to this place that's been our home for all of these years, huh? It's about a special place. And then we will head out now to do battle. And you yeah. need to know that's what's going to happen. And so I want to pastor you. I don't want to rush in there. I've labored over this. I've gotten up in the middle of the night over it. And you know what? No. We're going to stick together. We're going to know each other. We're going to spend time with each other. I want to pastor you all. I want to prepare you all to go in there and do what has never been done in this area. I am not blowing smoke. I want to see lives changed. I want to see families healed. I want to see people healed from abuse. And I want to see people know Jesus like it's never happened before in this community. 
when we came in here and there was like 20-something people and I said, you're missionaries, you're missionaries. You, we are missionaries. Huh? So May 7th, we'll go in there May 7th, just you and I. Right? I don't really think, you, I, I'm not even telling you to invite anybody. We're just going to go in there. We're going to get used to the place. We're going to get used to each other. We're going to pray. We're going to labor. We're going to take in what God has done. We're going to appreciate and value each other. Huh? We're going to get united, right? It is about you. You are the church. It's about what you will do, what you will sacrifice, what you will give, how you will truly trust in God. That's what's going to make that place come alive. Most of the time, and I've had men and women tell me this, is that it's there because, you know, the first day of a new building is so exciting to church, and it's actually the beginning of their downfall. And history tells us it's true. That, that first day a church comes in, me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Boop, boop, boop. That's what it was, wasn't it? The heck is that? Cuckoo, cuckoo, right? That the first day a church comes into a building, they've put everything into it, all these different expectations, all this, all that, and now they're, they're settled. And literally, they don't see it, but they begin to plateau, and then they go. Can't be us. Cannot be us. Right? We are going in there to do battle. Right? You walk in, the best is yet to come. You walk out, run to the battle. Yes? We cannot settle. We simply cannot settle. So that's what I want us to do. I want us to become united. I want you to pray in these coming weeks. Pray for me and my family. Pray for one another. Just picture now, oh, I am in Christ with these people around me. I am sharing life in Christ. I am part of the body of Christ. What a privilege. What a joy. What a gladness. Let it seep in. Let it lift you up out of the mediocrity. Let it lift you up out of any depression. Let it lift you up out of what you think life is because it ain't. This is what it's about. This is what Jesus gave his life for. I'm all over the place. Yeah, last year I was sick last week. I had the flu. I didn't realize it until I left here. You know, cracking almost 103 degree fever. It went shorter. You like that, huh? I know. So that's what you. So in order to get me at, at, at like on a shorter version, you need to get me at like over 102 degrees. All right. So listen. Now get this. I want you to get this because I think I, sometimes I could be wrong, but I look at things as the way I used to be when I wasn't in the church. <coughs> Just because we have unity, doesn't we still maintain our, our diversity? Because unity is not uniformity. And I think this is where the church has got it wrong too at times. Is that they've confused uniformity to unity and it's different, right? I'm so glad the Bible doesn't say you need to have uniformity. It says you need to have unity. You don't need to all dress in a similar standard, huh? You don't need to, need to watch all the same movies or, or do all this or all go to the same place to eat. You don't need to do that, huh? I think and sometimes people think, wow, that's what it means to be a Christian. Christians sometimes think that's what it means to be a Christian, right? That we're all in uniform. And you got a lot more uniformity going on than you have unity going on, right? But we want unity, huh? Some of you who aren't Christians, you aren't here right now, you're like, I don't want to be a Christian. I don't want to have to dress that way and talk that way and act that way. I don't want to be like, like Fred, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be like John Thompson. Come on, man. Maybe Brent. I'll be like Brent, you know. He's okay. But not. I'm sick. I have the flu. <laughs> it suddenly came back on me. Listen, 
It's not about uniformity. It's not about being like this one and being like that one or being a certain way. Man, we try and tear that down here, okay? You are unique. And what you bring to the table is unique, huh? But it is about unity. It is about being in Christ together, huh? It's about hating sin. It's about loving Jesus. It is about reading your Bible. It is about caring about others before ourselves. It is so much about praying and talking to God, huh? And as we said last week, that ever presence of God, seeing it, right? But there's this great diversity. There's a a huge, I was just talking to somebody on the phone this week, and they talked about how there's not a lot of diversity in the area. I don't knock churches. I mean, you you know, you you pick peaches, there's peaches. You can't pick an apple. But we're unique in that. We are very diverse. I believe we're diverse and more diverse than a lot of churches in here. Huh? You know? And... I mean, these different kind of people. Look, just look to your left and your right. You got, you know, old. You got young. You got people make different amounts of money, dress differently, huh? Some people like to dress nice. Some people don't. And I don't know where I'm. I'm I think I'm gonna dress better than usual. You agree? <laughs> you know, you got some people that like hip hop, huh? Some like classic rock. Some sadly country. We talked about this before. <laughs> well, I tell you, you wanna know what's worse than country? The Gaithers. The Gaithers are worse than, I know, that's low, man. I don't know how I'm going to get out of here this morning. I'm on medication, okay? All right, so for some of you who just come into the fold and hanging around church, man, the Gaithers are like, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's like, you know, it'd be like, I don't know, years from now, talking about Brady and Belichick's like, this is, this is, man, it's like, I don't know, Gaithers and Tom Brady, it's close to some of these people, right? You know, you got my father-in-law loves the Gaithers. I'm going to expose these people. Doug March, oh, I don't know if he's in here. He loves the Gaithers. God help his kids, right? So who are the Gaithers, you know? They, well, they got a lot of puffy hair. They wear a lot of makeup. They got these deep, bellowing spiritual voices. They do. See, wow. Oh, this is the newer version of them, <laughs> okay? Where's the guy with all the, he passed away. God bless him. He had all that curly, puffy hair. What was his name? Yeah, yeah, okay, so that's a lot of ties, that, that's the Gaithers, right? And, and you know, and, and people, you know, years ago I took my father-in-law, I'm such a good guy, I took my father-in-law to a Gaither concert, you know? I think afterwards I had that PTSD or something going on. <laughs> it's crazy, I was, I was like, oh my God, can't believe I sat through that. So there are people that just dig it, I mean, that just inspires them, it gets them going, right? And then, you know, there are people who just can't click with that, they're more into something like, say, Skillet, right? You know, you ever hear a skillet? That's Skillet's new album cover. Now, come on, is that not spiritual or what? Okay, so we're stirring things up in here. And, you know, you got like one guy looking next to the other part saying, you know, you need a job, man, you know? <laughs> and they're like, you need freedom in Christ, buddy, okay? Right? But, I mean, different, I mean, same God, right? Different likes that we just so different, huh? And there are some people who just... Go to Gay- and they're crying. They just, they just man, they, they just like, I just take on the world right now. I just heard Bill Gaither, man. You know? And then some people are like, <sighs> and then some people just listen to Skillet and they're like, you know, boom, 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 bam, 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 right here. The point is, we are just, we have such diversity. You got, if you're not a believer, you got, man, this thing called Christianity, it's so expansive. It's, there's so much depth and width to it, huh? And here's how Paul says it in chapter, in chapter 12, verse 14. He says, even so the body is made up of one part. But even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. 
Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, it would not for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. It was made to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. In a church, we are so different, but we each have a part to play, man, and you've got to believe that. You know, there's unity, but there's diversity. There's black, white, young, old. I love our mix, you know. More money, less money. Gaither fan and skillet fan, right? Educated school of hard knocks, right? Apart from Jesus, we'd probably kill each other. <laughs> Meaning, get this now. It's so unique. We are so unique that we can come. you got to get the power of this. you got to get that this is not a coincidence, that we are just scratching on the surface of what God intended, but let's go deeper. Where else do you go with this? So many different people that are trying to come so close together that Jesus said they will know them by the way they love one another. They will know that they are my disciples. The rest of this world on the outside looking in will know that these people are my followers by the way they love one another. So different in so many, in so many ways, so unique, so distinctly, di- but yet coming together to love one another. How great is that, huh? We are a community. We are a community of Christ followers. More than ever before, we've got to value that. We've got to begin to think at things outside ourselves. We've got to put our preferences aside. We've got to put this narrow way of how we approach it aside. We've got to look at this. This is the body of Christ. This is a precious entity. This is a living entity. And I want to do all I can to protect, to preserve, to nurture, to pour into this body of Christ. Yes? We are the body of Christ. All right, where are we now? We're approaching 11. All right, worship team, why don't you come up here? It'll help me get out. Look, let's honor one another. I mean honor. I mean say good things to each other. Dan, you're a great guy. How's that, okay? Let's speak good. Dan is a great guy, you know? He's a good young man. He's growing, he's learning. How could he not with me as his pastor, right? But he is. He is. Him and Melinda... Sue, God help you what you're doing in your life. It's so wonderful. Harry's a great guy. Always cheering people up. Bill, man, come so far. Him and Lori with a beautiful family. Loves God, loves music, loves to worship, shares his heart and so with us. Huh? Christy, what a wonderful woman. So genuine. Look at this guy there in the corner there. He has no idea what's going on. He's not paying attention to anybody. There he goes. Huh? How brave, how courageous come from one part of the world to another and just try and build a family. Man, that's pretty hard, right? Pretty hard to do. Not once. I got another on the way. Hopefully going to be in a home soon. Just pray for me. This, I honor you, Iggy. I honor you, Sue. Harry, I honor you. Dan, I love you. I honor you, man. Dana, man. Oh, Dana. We've got about Dana. Right? Dana, the bassist. You always lose the bass. They're so quiet, you know. Dana, man, you've poured yourself into this church so much. I honor you, Bill. I honor you, man. You've been here since the very beginning, first time we came in. My wife, I honor you. I honor all of you. Let's lift one another up, yes? There is unity, huh? All right, why don't you stand up and we'll close this out. Look, back to the Avengers. 
If you've not seen it, right, and this isn't God at the box office, huh? but I'll tell you this. You know what finally brought the group together? This dysfunctional band of individuals that were going about it that way? One of their own died, right? I think that's how it went. Some, one of their own died, and it kind of it realized, man, and, and he gave his life for the sake of the group, and then they got it, right? And that's what brought them together. One of their own died, and it brought it together. Jesus Christ gave his life, huh? That we would have abundant life. He gave his life to bring us together, yes? Let's come together. Let's not, let's not let anything hinder honoring each other, helping each other, thinking of each other. Let's look at this a different way that we are in Christ. Look, you got to get this. You know, when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but, but have the light, huh? But he's, he's not saying if you do good, you're going to be in light. He's saying you are light. I am light. You're in me. You're light. We messed it. We try and create this kind of a score, our, our, our own, own math, our own stats about uh, do good, do bad, do good, do bad. We do good where we really know God now. No, no, it's about being in Christ. And when you're in Christ, you're in the light. And that's what God is calling us to now, to be in unity, to look at this not as an organization, not as a... You know, as, as, a, as a secular entity of that we can pick and choose, that we can examine of what we like and don't like, huh? But that is something that we can turn around and pour ourselves into to make better, to nurture, to love, to have affections for, to protect, to protect as a whole and to protect one another, right? We are on the verge of doing something so incredibly great, you know? And I'm so glad for all of you who've come in in these last several months that you get to be a part of this because this is it. May 7th starts new. We go in there May 7th and it's ours and we get to share that. We have our grand opening in June, bam, and then we launch this baby fiercely in the fall into this community, right? A launch that this, the greater God in the region, has never seen before. Huh? We will be ready for this. So I just want you to get that. Look, I want to just close with this. If you are not a follower of Jesus Christ, I want to remind you that God wants you to believe in his son, Jesus Christ. And having believed, even right now, as you feel that stirring, as you feel that tension, that pull, whatever's going on, that God has drawn you close to him to believe. I want you to know that you, you're going to belong. You, it's a, believing is belonging. And it's a cool thing. It's a great thing. You're going to see all the different shades and shadows and scopes of who you are, like a diamond that has many facets. You're going to get to experience that in this community of Christ followers. So I want to encourage you today to place your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, to turn from the way you've been living, the muck and the mire of sin that holds you down, that trips you up, that confuses you, that puts you one step forward and two steps back. But today you would say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, God have mercy. Forgive me of my sins. And you begin to live out life following Jesus and now ready to belong to a group of people who love God and who care about you. To God be the glory.